welcome to Wild Hearts with Janine. I'm Janine, the host of this podcast, and I am genuinely so excited that you are tuning in today. Wild Hearts is for those who are passionate about diving deep, keeping it real, reclaiming their passions, and getting after the things that they were made to do without apology. In each episode, I sit down with a fellow Wild Heart to talk about life, travel, faith, and everything in between. So let's dive in. Hey friends, welcome to Wild Hearts with Janine. I'm Janine, the host of this podcast, and you guys, I am so excited that you've chosen to tune in today because I think that you're in for such a treat. We are going to be sitting down with my new friend, Allie Braun, to talk all about traveling with purpose. And y'all know that I am super passionate about travel. I know I kind of err on the side of solo travel, but I've done group trips, trips with family, Travel in general, I just am so passionate about getting out into the world and experiencing other cultures and helping you guys do that as well. And what's wonderful is Allie is with us. She is on that team of traveling with purpose. So Allie, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome, Janine. That's right. I'm all about traveling with purpose, whether it's personal, with people, or anything in between. It's amazing. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to get to talk about this topic because, you know, I... Haven't traveled in a bit because 2020 has been a little bit wonky, but I am just like kicking at the bit to get back out there. I was supposed to go to London for Christmas, and obviously that's not happening. I had to cancel a couple of other trips that, you know, during the year. But if nothing else, it's made me more excited for when it's we're able to get back out there safely. I've got a little short list of all the places that I want to go once I can. So it's been a nice time of, you know, also just finding some rest. But let's talk about travel because that's what we're here for. So Will you take a couple of minutes to just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you. Sure. So I'm 31 years old and I live in Dallas, Texas right now. I'm originally from Central Virginia, where I was born and raised, went to college, moved away for several years and did a bunch of stuff that I'll tell you about later. But then, yeah, I was directed to Dallas. So I've been here for almost two years now and Mm -hmm. I'm an event coordinator at a faith-based nonprofit. And I was an event coordinator for about four years at my alma mater before this, and I have a degree in theater performance. So (laughs) yeah, event planning was never on my radar, never something that I thought I would do. I thought I was going to be on Broadway by this point. That was the dream. That was the goal. And yeah, I've just been on quite the adventure throughout my 20s that has led me where I am now. And I was a performer for a few years after I graduated college. And I actually worked at Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Mm. And I was a Disney princess. Oh, wait, what? Tell me which one. Yeah. So I was friends with, in quotations, Rapunzel. <gasps> Is that what it's called yes. when you yes. get to... So oh. <laughs> that, you have the insider lingo, you can't just flat out say kind of who you are in case there's children around. So if there's children listening to this, oh, I'm so sorry, because you don't want to ruin the magic. So you can't just go no. around saying like, I was Cinderella, I'm mm-hmm. Sleeping Beauty, I'm Snow White. You say you're friends with, and then the <gasps> princess. Oh, how fun. I feel like I know some yeah. insider lingo now. That's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you totally do. So I truly am careful. Like people hear about what I did at Disney and they'll say it out loud to my face with enthusiasm in front of their five-year-old daughter. Like, um, like, look, Mia, this is Rapunzel. I'm like, no, do I look like Rapunzel? No, I was best <laughs> friends with Rapunzel at one point. So I still try to preserve the magic, especially when there's kids around. But yes, that was such a fun time in my life. Such a blessing getting to portray a beloved Disney princess such as Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. And when I worked there, the movie had just come out like <gasps> maybe two years prior. So everyone yeah. was big into Tangled. So it was just so, so fun. <laughs> okay. I have to say I was a nanny, like fresh out of college. I was a nanny for about a year and a half. And it was in that time frame that Rapunzel came out or Tangled came out. And the they were little girls and they were obsessed. Like mm-hmm. we watched that movie two or three times a week for the first like few months after it came out. So I I also cherish that movie quite a bit because I watched it so many times. So that's pretty amazing. Now I can say that I know someone who's best friends with Rapunzel. That's right. You're best <laughs> better best friends with Rapunzel. You know, it's still special to me. Like I was at the zoo yesterday and I saw a little girl dressed up as Rapunzel and I just could not help myself. Like it it holds such a special place in my heart that I immediately went up and talked to her. And I was like, you look just like Rapunzel. Do you sing to make Aww. your hair grow? I was like back in character and <laughs> it was just so sweet. So yeah, really, really special place in my heart. <laughs> that is a really fun fact. Like 
Not many people can say that. So, wow. (laughs) Well, how I normally, normally I pop in now and I ask like, how do we know each other? But we are new friends. We met on Instagram. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Which honestly has kind of become a norm in my life. So it totally (laughs) is. It's just how friends meet these days through social media apps. It's totally normal. And I've met great people through social media. Yes. Yes. I know some days I feel like I have a fickle relationship with Instagram, if I'm honest, because some days I love it and some days I can't stand it. But I am grateful for all of the friends that I've been able to make as a result of this one social media platform. So thank you, Instagram. (laughs) That's right. Thanks, Instagram. New bestie. (laughs) Okay. I have one more introductory question before we head into our topic, although it's totally in the same vein of it. And this is going to be really fun because I know you've traveled a lot. So Where is your favorite place you've ever been, or maybe also a place you're hoping to go? You're right. I have traveled a lot, so it's (laughs) really hard to narrow it down. So I I have a few categories. So my favorite place in the United States is Zion National Park in Arizona. I've only Mm -hmm. been there one time, but it was so magical. Like I hardly know how to describe it. The mountains Mm -hmm. were just beautiful and gigantic in a way that differs from any other mountains I've seen across the US. And Mm. I hiked Angel's Landing, which is a pretty dangerous hike, but you get like this incredible view at the top. And as I was at the top, looking out at the mountains and the valleys, I just, gosh, I just wondered if that is what the Garden of Eden looked like Mm -hmm. in the beginning. And it was just so beautiful. So I love Zion National Park. I really want to go back. My favorite place internationally that I've been is Ireland. That was on my bucket list for years. Have you been? I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I like, I'm constantly, any of my like faithful listeners will be agreeing Mm -hmm. with me right now. I am constantly talking about my love and fascination and frankly, obsession with Ireland. It is my favorite place in the world. Yes. Yes, it is. It checked off every box and every Mm -hmm. dream that I ever had. It was my dream to go to Ireland for years and years. I think it started when the movie P.S. I Love You came out, which is such a great movie. And ever since then, I'm like, I want to go to Ireland. I want to see the different shades of green. I want to talk to the people with the accents. And it truly was a dream come true. My friend and I rented a car. We drove all around the island, hit up a bunch of different spots, took way too many pictures. But yeah, that was that was such a blessing to get to go to Ireland. And then lastly, a place that I want to go is Antarctica. I oh, really yeah. want to go to Antarctica. I've done a ton of research on it because you can cruise there, but they mm. only cruise there a few months out of the year when it's like summertime in the Southern Hemisphere. And you have to book your cruise like years in advance. But I just think it would be so cool to go to that seventh continent. Like how many people can say they've been to Antarctica? So that is like truly a dream of mine is to go to Antarctica on a cruise. (laughs) Gosh, that, yeah, I know. That's like one of those ones where I don't fully understand how you get there. So I'm glad to know now that cruises are an option (laughs) because Mm -hmm. that was, that is like, I feel like that has to be on most people. At least people who really love travel has to be on their list at some point in some way, because it's so untouched. Yeah, it is. And I've watched so many documentaries on Antarctica. There's like a marathon that happens in Antarctica, and I'm a big runner. So I'm like, okay, maybe I could go and like run the marathon down there. So gosh, yeah, that would just be my my ultimate dream is to go there. And the thing is, that's very uncharacteristic of me to say people who know me well know, I hate being cold. Like I am my (laughs) worst self when I am cold. And here I am. I'm like, I want to go to Antarctica. And they're like, why? Why? But it's just one of those things. Like, I would Mm. love to experience this really like unknown and interesting continent Mm -hmm. that actually, of all the places in the world is the only, I mean, obviously the only continent that has a population of zero. So there are no permanent in Antarctica. It's all like scientists and tourists. Yeah. So I just think that's so interesting. I want to check it out. Yeah. And also you can like, do a little asterisk on on a trip like that because you're cold, but with purpose. Like there is a yes. good reason for you being cold. It's not like you're sitting at home freezing cold. You're like on a real adventure. I feel like that then like the rules are out the door. It's all worth it. That's right. So if I go to Antarctica in the next couple of years, can you invite me back and we can name the show oh. Cold with Purpose? Yes. And I'll tell you all about it. And then I'm going to encourage people to go to Antarctica and just talk about Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so much fun. Okay. Well, this is a perfect perfect segue into our topic. 
And that's just like thoughts and stories on traveling with purpose, which is something I'm really passionate about. It's something you're really passionate about. So I'm really excited to get to talk about this today. First question I have for you, though, because I'm sure everybody is wondering, and I only know because you told me before we started recording. So please share with us, how many places have you traveled to? And did you do it mostly solo or with others? I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Sure. So I have been to 48 of the states in the U.S. As of two weeks ago, I checked off two more states. I used to say, oh, there's only four states I haven't been to. But there's two (laughs) states I haven't been to. That is Alaska and North Dakota, of all places. And I've been to over 30 countries just in the last 10 years. Wow. So I've traveled all over Asia, Africa, Middle East, Europe, and South America. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, the (laughs) North America, I've been to Canada and Mexico. Have mm. not been to any of the islands though, like the Bahamas and the Caribbean. Oh. I feel like a lot of people have been there on cruises, but I have yet to go on a cruise. Maybe Antarctica will be the first one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, over 30 countries and 48 states. And that's wild. A majority of my travel has been with others. And my first international trip, I think this is like such a funny fact, but the first international country that I went to was Israel. And that was exactly 10 years ago. It was in 2010. And it was a study tour while I was in college. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that's funny. I had like never been internationally before. And then I fly to the Middle East, but it all worked (laughs) out. And it it was great. It was such an incredible experience. So yeah, majority of my travel has been with other people, large groups, a best friend with my family Mm -hmm. a little bit. And different from you, Janine, I've actually done one kind of semi-solo trip. And that was last year. And I was really proud of myself. I've always wanted to travel (laughs) solo. Mm -hmm. I just had never really had the opportunity. Like I just always had a friend to go with me or there was like a group to be with. But Mm -hmm. I was in Peru last year on a mission strip and something on my bucket list has been to visit Machu Picchu. Mm. And so I'm like, if I'm in Peru on this mission strip, like, heck yes, I'm going to go to Machu Picchu, whatever it takes. So I planned this three-day solo trip after the week that I was there, and it was amazing. And I was so proud of myself because I did all the research and planning and navigating all on my own, and it was totally fine. I mean, going to Machu Picchu is a very touristy thing to do, so it was pretty easy to like get all the logistics in place and not have too much trouble. And yeah, it was just empowering and exciting, and I would definitely do it again, and I would encourage others to do so. Reading lots of blogs helped me. So Mm -hmm. reading blogs, reading Google really set me up for success on that solo travel. I feel like that's a pretty epic place to go to for your first solo trip, though. Oh, my gosh, it was no regrets. (laughs) I had an amazing time. And afterward, I was just telling everyone, I'm like, you got to take this train, you should take this route, make sure you go at this time, book your tickets here. And then yes, it was a dream come true. That's amazing. Well, after we finish up this episode, I might want some more details on that because that's on my list as well. Yes. Would you be willing to share maybe a a couple of your favorite stories or experiences from some of those places that you visited? I would love to. (laughs) I have so many stories. I was trying to narrow down which ones to share, but I am all about crossing things off my bucket list. I've literally had a bucket list that I've like typed out on my computer for about 10 years. And I look at it every now and then. And I'm like a very goal oriented person. So if I have a goal, I'm going to write it down. I'm going to look at it and I'm going to achieve it. Mm. So to all the listeners out there, I just want to say, if there is someplace you want to go, if you have a Pinterest that you are pinning, you know, pretty pictures Mm. from a certain country or area of the world, like, yes, keep doing that and make sure that you do it like in your lifetime Mm. and hopefully Mm -hmm. soon. So I'm all about making a bucket list and crossing things off. So a few of my favorite like stories and experiences is so far, I have been to four of the seven wonders of the world. So oh my gosh. I've been to Machu Picchu in Peru, mm-hmm. the Great Wall of China, the Colosseum in Rome, as well as Angkor Wat in Cambodia. That's fantastic. And, like, that's why, and you're yeah. so young. That is, blows my mind. There are some people in their like 60s and 70s that haven't even, couldn't even imagine that being their story. Like, that's crazy. Uh, I'm very very inspired. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Each (laughs) of those places was so incredible. I mean, it's a wonder of the world for a reason. And so I'm Mm. so grateful that I've gotten to visit those places. And, you know, 2020 has been weird and hard. And I was supposed to go to Mexico the first week in December. And I was going to visit that 
the wonder of the world that's there. I forget the name of it. It's always kind of hard, like Kitchan or something. It, it kind of looks like a pyramid, but it's in Mexico. It's oh. not too far from Cancun, which is where we were going. Uh-huh. So yeah, that trip got canceled. But yeah, I'm all about like the bucket list. The wonders of the world are incredible. A few other things on my bucket list that have really, I mean, inspired me before I went and then have just confirmed the weight that they hold and why is I I went to the hiding place in Harlem, Netherlands. Mm, so mm-hmm. Corey Ten Boom, I don't know if your listeners will know who she is, but she was alive during World War II. She hid Jews in her house during the Holocaust. And she just has a really, really inspiring story. Mm-hmm. So I read her book back in college called The Hiding Place. And yeah, she lived in the Netherlands. And mm-hmm. ever since I read that book, I was like, I want to go visit her house and see the hiding place one day. And I got to do that about two years ago. My friend and I, we went to Ireland and then we took a really cheap plane over to the Netherlands and then Mm. went up and got to see her house and visit that. So that was such a huge highlight and just really, really meaningful. I've Mm. actually been there too. That's fun. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Amazing. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Yes. So really grateful about that experience. I mentioned Ireland a couple times. Ugh. That was a huge dream. And just check mm-hmm. off my bucket list. My best friend and I, we rented a car and drove up through Northern Ireland, down the West Coast, out off the peninsulas. Mm-hmm. We hiked, <laughs> we ate food, we went to Giant's Causeway, we went into pubs and just enjoyed the people and the music. And it was just incredible. Ireland. It is truly a dream come true. So if you see the movies, if you see the pictures, I went the last week in May and the weather was just perfect. It was so Mm -hmm. green against blue waters and like Mm -hmm. these beautiful frolicking white and yellow flowers. Like we just could not get enough of it. (laughs) Honestly, I just need to feel like I need to go do a whole episode about Ireland because it is so spectacular. And like you said, it checks off so many things on the list of what you'd want to see. And the people are so kind, like they're so warm and inviting. And I don't know, I just feel like it's like good for the, it's like a hug for the soul. That's how I feel oh, about so much so. <laughs> It is. And I mean, the accents, you just fall yeah. in love with it. Like oh. you, you can't help it. They're wonderful. <laughs> and so I mean, great. if you've ever seen the movies or TV shows where like you go into an Irish pub and there's people like playing a flute and like dancing, yeah. that actually happens. Yeah. We went into all so the many chat music. <laughs> Yeah, it was so cool. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm in a movie right now. And there's like a guy with an accordion, a guy with a little flute, Uh and they're like playing a little jig. It was so fun. Uh huh. And then you're Um, like, this is always in the rom coms. So where's my Irish guy? Like, where is he? Yeah. Well, we didn't meet any men on our trip, but that's okay. (laughs) Okay. So another thing I just crossed off my bucket list actually two weeks ago that I'm so thrilled about is I got to see New England in the fall. And I've always wanted to do a road trip up through New England, look at those fall colors. I think Mm -hmm. they call it like leaf peeping. And Mm. my friend and I totally did that. And it was worth it. It was the colors were so vibrant. And we hiked, we camped. Uh, Yeah, it was amazing. So I highly recommend that for anyone who maybe like lives on the West Coast or in Central Mm -hmm. America. That was not part of my original plan. I was actually out in New York City for one of my best friend's weddings. And I was going to spend the weekend in New York City going to Broadway Mm -hmm. and doing all my favorite things in the city. But of course, COVID. So yeah, ended up renting a car and driving around and it ended up being perfect. That's amazing. Did you have to... I had friends who were going to go up and do that this fall. And then they realized they were going to have to... Maybe it wasn't that they had to quarantine, but they would have to get tested constantly and like check in with hotel staff and do all that kind of stuff. Did you run into any of that? So we didn't. We did do a lot of research because it it is really tricky up in New England right Mm -hmm. now and they're very strict. So we did not stay in any hotels for Mm -hmm. that reason exactly. We that's why we camped, but we also love camping. So it was no problem. So yeah, just really grateful. And we were safe and yeah, yeah, it was a totally wonderful experience. That is another thing that's on my list. You're just like naming things on my list. This is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I have a couple more favorite like stories and experiences I'll share. And and I'd love to hear if this is on your list too. Um, (laughs) So now you all know about my best friend Rapunzel. And (laughs) uh, I mean, it's such a magical scene in the movie when they send off the floating lights and they're singing this song and you're just like, oh my gosh, I want to see that and be a part of that. Well, when I was in Thailand several years ago, 
my team and I that I was with, we actually got to set off floating lights in Thailand. And it was like a top moment in my life. It just felt so real to me and, and allowed me to connect with a character that I portrayed and is so close to my heart. And it was such a beautiful experience. And earlier that day, we rode elephants. We rafted down a river on like a bamboo raft and we ate at this really nice restaurant that Owen Wilson was at. And so I'm just like, what is life right now? What is this day? It was just an epic, epic day. And also in Thailand, I got to visit a Starbucks coffee farm, like where they actually grow the beans for Starbucks coffee. And I will admit earlier in the day when the people we were with said that, hey, we're going to take you to a coffee shop. I thought, oh, great. Like we're going to have Wi-Fi. I'm going to bring my computer and sip some coffee. So I bring (laughs) my computer and had absolutely no idea that they were driving us into like the rural mountain area to visit a Starbucks coffee bar where there was no Wi-Fi. It was literally just like this house up on the mountain and they served us straight up coffee that they serve in Starbucks. It was so, so cool. That's amazing. Yeah. One of those things, it's like, how often can you say you visited like a, a Starbucks coffee farm? And I didn't even know I was going to it. I, like I said, I honestly thought we were going to a coffee shop and I was like ready to get some writing done yeah. on some Wi-Fi, but no Wi-Fi was to be found. <laughs> Best kind of surprise for sure. <sighs> yeah, but you know what? I'll take one for the team. It was fine. I could, I could do a day without Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I, so I know we talked about this a little bit before, both being mutually passionate about purpose-filled travel. And that might sound kind of like ethereal, like what does that actually mean? And the way I've come to see it is like just traveling for more than just the sake of checking things off of the list as much as we've talked about a list, but like doing it with intention, right? So like considering all of the cultures that you want to experience or the small towns that you want to visit that might not be as glamorous as some of the well-known ones and maybe spending a little bit of extended time in a certain village or town or or even like Airbnb or or something like that just to get to know the people who actually live there. I just think that I think I learned from my first big trip around Europe. I did 35 cities in 13 countries in 4 months, which was incredible, but also it was very rapid. So it meant I didn't get a ton of time in most of the places that I went to, it was like every three days I was changing places versus my second big trip to Europe. I was spending more like a week or two in each place and really getting to know the people who lived there and hear their stories and do things that I might not have done had I been there for only a couple of days because it wasn't something that was necessarily written on the travel blogs or that I could find on Instagram, if that makes sense. I would love to hear a little bit about of your heart behind kind of more purpose-filled travel. Sure. So a majority of my travel really has stemmed because of faith-focused like missions trips or intentions. So back in 2013, I did a worldwide trip for a year called the World Race. And Mm -hmm. it's a missions trip where you go to 11 countries in 11 months. So I really did have a very special opportunity to travel the world and be in one country for a month for 11 months. And we partnered with different missionaries, ministries, or nonprofits just coming alongside and partnering with them and whatever they were doing. And so that was very meaningful. I mean, I got to be a a part of a lot of different things, whether it was orphan care or teaching English. I taught a lot of English overseas. That's a really huge Mm. need. And and so just as Americans, we are so privileged because of our citizenship and because of our language. And there are people all over the world who want to meet an American or even a white Mm -hmm. person and they want to learn English. And so I was just really uniquely positioned to get to travel and use my citizenship that, I mean, I was just blessed with from birth as a platform to share the love of God with people and to help them in whatever ways that they needed help. Mm -hmm. And so I've done a, so during that time, I did go to 11 countries for the mission specifically, but then such as you with your experience in Europe, it's just so, it's so easy to travel to different countries in Europe because it's like mm-hmm. going to a different state. It's like an hour away. So I think during those 11 months, I ended up going to, I think, a 17 different countries in 11 wow. months. Yeah. Yeah. And even with like those travel experiences, Christ is first and foremost, like the priority of my life. And it's why I'm alive. And I want to 
experience the world and experience life mm-hmm. to the full. So even I hate using a lot of labels like this is a mission strip and this is not a mission strip, but like mm-hmm. I just want to reflect Christ wherever I go. Yeah. So even quote unquote missions trips aside in my travels with my friends or my family, like I've been very prayerful in those, mm-hmm. in the planning process, in going because I just want to love people well wherever I go and I want to learn from them. And I have so much. So there's so much to learn about different cultures, different religions, different people. So I'm very open to always wanting to travel more and mm-hmm. grow more as an individual based off of the differences of people and like how God has created them. And even in like my trip to Peru and to Ireland, like I was very intentional about staying in Airbnbs or hostels where I can like build relationships with people and get to know people more personally mm-hmm. rather than locking myself in a hotel room that might be more comfortable. But like, I want to learn more about the culture. So I want to have breakfast with my Airbnb host. I want to have dinner with someone who I'm sharing a room with in a hostel. And I've gotten to meet Mm -hmm. so many amazing people. And again, learn from them, but also share with them what my life is about and why I'm here and like what's important to me. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I didn't say this from the top, but all of my, at least those two big Europe trips have been very much orchestrated by God himself. I never would have imagined traveling solo, let alone doing it in such a big way. And it was all just like nudges from God prior to traveling that I felt like it was something I was supposed to do. And it was terrifying, obviously, to do by myself until it wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, Um, absolutely. Once once you do it, you're like, oh, this isn't I made it out to be so much harder in my head than it really is. So I totally I totally relate. And I agree. Like, Wanting to not only experience those cultures and meet people who, you know, are from the towns you're visiting, but love them, love them abundantly and 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 pray that they therefore experience the love of God through our interactions. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, um, that's exactly I, right. Yeah. I love hearing kind of people's reasons behind traveling. Like, you know, obviously we all want to see as much of what God's created in the time that we have on this earth. But when you look even a little bit beyond that, like, I'm, thank you for sharing your heart behind why you travel as much as you do and, and continue to have such a passion for it. I think that that's really cool. And now, you know, we've kind of just so perfectly slipped into this next question. How, if you wouldn't mind sharing, how are some of the ways that you've met God in your travels? I love worshiping God through his creation and meeting different people. And the world is so big and Mm -hmm. different and beautiful. And I love experiencing every new and different thing. And for those of you who haven't traveled internationally, that's completely okay. There is so much Mm -hmm. to experience in the U.S. alone. I mean, I mentioned Mm -hmm. Utah and Zion National Park and there's California and there's the East Coast and there's Florida. Like there's so many different places. and just visiting the Grand Canyon. Janine, I was literally brought to tears when I went to the Grand Canyon because it was so big and beautiful Mm -hmm. and I felt tiny. And I was like, God, thank you for creating Mm -hmm. this like vast land that like, Mm -hmm. I, I can't even see the bottom and it just goes on forever. And it was so beautiful. Arizona and Utah alone, like I would love to visit back mm. there. It has some of my favorite places in the whole US. It's a but, little otherworldly. Like some oh of my the, gosh, it is. Right? It's like you're kind of like, where am I? Where did I just transport to? It's gorgeous. Yeah. I'm from the <laughs> East Coast where there's a lot of trees and it's very dense and mountainous. Mm-hmm. And in Arizona and Utah, it is also mountainous, but like totally dry and it's the mm-hmm. desert. And I just am not used to that. So for me, it was like such a wonderful experience of it, of seeing beauty in a new way. I also went to Horseshoe Bend, which is in Northern Arizona. Love it. Mm -hmm. And Antelope Canyon, which are like these incredible canyons. I mean, you look it up on Instagram, you're going to want to go there and just take all the pictures. (laughs) But yeah, just experiencing God's creation, whether in the US or internationally. I mean, I talked about Ireland already. There's Peru, there's Chile and Argentina and Patagonia. And Mm. I've also been to Nepal and have trekked through the Himalayas. And that's a whole nother experience of mountains in and of itself. But, you know, if we only are used to the the state that we have grown up in or the region of the United States we've grown up in, we really don't know what else is out there and how we can grow just personally 
in depth of who we are and like the depths of who God has created us to be, because we alone are very unique as individuals. Mm -hmm. And it just makes you appreciate life even more. And yeah, driving around Ireland with my best friend, it was like the most worship filled vacation for both of us. I felt like the whole time we were driving, we were just praying out loud and like praising God the whole time, just based off of Mm -hmm. what we were seeing. It was so beautiful. We couldn't help but be like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Wow. Look Mm -hmm. at that. Thank you, God, for creating that. It was just, it was such a beautiful experience. I'm like, I want to have more of those trips, Mm -hmm. just praising God for who he is and what he's created. That's amazing. Uh, Do you want to answer more on that one? Yeah. Okay. So let me hit up just a few more points. I mean, okay. So there's like the creation aspect of travel and meeting God there, but also I visited a lot of different religious sites like Mm. cathedrals, churches, temples, and just like even small places of worship of other religions. I've been to the Sistine Chapel in Vatican City, which is Mm -hmm. really quite like a holy place to experience and really brings you to awe. And then Angkor Wat is the largest temple in the whole world that's in Cambodia. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen small villages with temples and shrines. And although I don't worship the same gods that they are worshiping, I have seen God there because I see the people that go there and they are people that God has created uniquely and who he loves and who thinks is beautiful and fearfully and wonderfully made. And it like makes my heart grow Mm -hmm. for them, seeing them and wanting them to know the God that I worship, the one true God who loved us so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for Mm -hmm. us and take the penalty of our sin, which is death. So just getting to see and meet different people from all walks of life and appreciate them for who they are and just seeing them as beautiful, regardless of their skin tone or their age or their race. Like they are beautiful and it's, it's exciting to see them and meet with them and talk with them. That's awesome. That is so cool. You have been so many places. It's I'm like still kind of flabbergasted by you and I are the same age and I feel pretty well traveled comparatively, but now I'm talking to you and I'm like, Oh no, there's so much more to see. There's so much to see. I mean, I don't even know what my goal is for like world travel. I just have a bucket list and I'm like, okay, I haven't been to Australia. I'd like to go to Australia. Mm -hmm. I haven't been to Spain. I'd like to go to Spain. So it just keeps growing. Um, 100%. (laughs) Same. I feel like even if you you got close to crossing them all off, you're just constantly adding more to the bottom. Like it's just an ever growing list. (laughs) Yeah. Especially Um, if you're on Instagram or Pinterest, like the photos are unending and it's like, oh, you didn't even know this place existed and now you saw a picture and now you want to go there. (laughs) Precisely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, it's been, it's neat to hear about how you've met God through your travels. I'd love to also now hear like, in what ways were do you think you were able to then share like cuz we talked earlier about like wanting to just like love people, right? Love people out of the abundance of God's love for us as we're traveling. So, how do you feel like you've been able to share that with others um that you've met along the way? So, again, talking about mission trips and that particular label. I mean, I feel like that's a very intentional way that I positioned myself where okay, this is my like this is my quote unquote job for the week. Like I'm going to this certain place for a reason to like share God's love in this very intentional way. But I've learned for myself, I don't just want that to be a week or a month or 11 months. Like I want my lifestyle to reflect God's love always, whether I'm going to a different state or going to another country. But one of my best friends, I've mentioned her maybe a couple of times, but her name is Katie. Her and I have done quite a bit of travel, just the two of us. And she loves people so well. She really puts me to shame. And mm-hmm. her and I are very prayerful when we plan our trips, when we go. And she's really good about connecting with people, looking them in the eye, being kind, using manners. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I got to take after mm-hmm. you. Because sometimes it can be easy to just be a tourist. And sometimes mm-hmm. there's stigmas of like, oh, tourists are selfish or prideful or like, you know, We just don't really care about the people who are serving us, who we come in contact with in these other countries. But my friend Katie has been an excellent example of she's going to connect with our Airbnb hosts and she's going to write them a thank you letter and leave it on our pillow when we leave. Mm. And I'm like, wow, like that truly is a great way to share God's love with people wherever we go. And even like when you go to restaurants, again, whether in the United States or another country, taking time to have a conversation with the person who's serving you because a majority of the people they're serving don't do that. Yeah. 
like they are just there to be served. Mm-hmm. But as Christ set an example for us, like we need to serve others and look for ways to love them. So I've really tried to be more intentional in my travels in that way. And I've also been really intentional about recently just sharing God's love with my Uber drivers and my taxi drivers, Mm -hmm. even translators that I've worked with. And it doesn't have to be some long, like Bible verse filled conversation. Like it's just so easy to share with people like why you're here, what are you doing? Or like, what's your family like? This is what my family's like. And God is the most important thing to me. And so I'm going to just out of an overflow of love for God, talk about him to others. Mm -hmm. And it's been really cool to see the conversations that God has opened up just from opening up to an Uber driver. You just never know. Like we're all going through stuff. And, and yeah, I, I want to be aware of people who are serving me and to serve and love them as best as I can in those few moments. That's awesome. I would, yeah, I would totally agree. Like, and, and, and it's not limited to our travels, right? It's in the everyday. And how can we find small ways to love big? Whether we are, you know, on the other side of the world or we are at our local grocery store or whatever it might look like. So I feel very encouraged by that to be more conscious, I guess, in my day to day experiences and the errands that I run and the people that I run into and just continuing to love big even when I'm at home. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, I would love to hear a little more about why you're so passionate. I mean, obviously, you've traveled so much and you've gotten to see so much, whether it's been work-related or fun, personal stuff. Why then are you passionate about others getting out into the world? I think we can become really selfish or even entitled by staying in our little bubble or our own little culture. And it's easy Mm -hmm. to fall into this mindset of the American culture of like America's the best or, or whatever the case may be, but it's really not, it's really not. Mm. And so I always want to encourage people to get out and put yourself maybe in uncomfortable situations or cultures that are vastly different from yours or language that is totally different that you like can hardly even say hello, but Mm. there's so much to learn from different people and cultures in the world by how they raise their kids or how they do community, how they value family and being generous, particularly in the Ukraine. I took away so much from making friends in that country and seeing how they live. And they are very community centered. So Mm. they're going out. They're always inviting their friends to be with them. They're always inviting people into their home and being so generous. And I just remember thinking like, in America, we have a mentality of selfishness where it's like, this is my time. This is my home. I don't want anyone coming over unannounced. Like you better text me before. So, you know, if I have plans to be by myself tonight, I don't want anyone coming over. But in the Ukraine, everyone was just so community centered and generous. And I walked away from that month being like, that's the type of lifestyle I want to have. If someone wants to come over unannounced, like I want to openly have them in my home. I don't want to be thrown off or flustered by, oh, well, you know, I had plans tonight to watch a movie, but I want to invite people into my home and be generous in that way. So there's just so much to learn from different cultures. And, you know, you can't get that all from watching a movie once or Mm -hmm. hearing stories yourself. You can be encouraged in that way, but it's totally different when you go into another culture yourself and immerse yourself in those differences and then take away what you want or what you need Mm -hmm. and bring it back home and implement it. And I mean, there's just so many beautiful things. There's different oceans, there's different mountains, plains and scenery. And I mean, I feel like I've talked about scenery a lot just because that's how I connect (laughs) with God. And I think it's so beautiful. But you know, some people are foodies. Like if you connect Mm -hmm. with God through food and your taste buds and you're like, oh my gosh, God, thank you so much for making this pizza in Italy. It's amazing. (laughs) I mean, I've been there. So I know that. But there's just so many different things. And I always want people to experience the vastness of this world because it is just so big. I mean, you get on a plane for 17 hours and you're in a completely different place and you're like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. on the same planet, but like <laughs> everything is different except for the clouds and the sun. Like that's the only yeah. thing that is familiar to me right now, but it just really <laughs> humbles you. That's really awesome. Okay. So I feel like I've had some conversations with people recently and even prior to all the mess that is COVID in terms of traveling. Obviously, traveling is more restricted, particularly internationally, than it was a year ago. And however, domestic travel is still pretty possible. There are some parts of the country that have 
different restrictions. Again, that's all just do do some research and you can figure it out. But I feel like regardless of this year, just in general, I feel like I have a lot of conversations with young women in particular who, you know, really want to travel more. They just like don't quite know where to start or um, whether it's solo or with friends or with a, you know, a boyfriend or whatever. Like, I feel like people want to see more of the world. They just, I don't know, maybe it's self-limiting beliefs or thinking it will be too difficult. I would love to know like, what one piece of advice maybe would you give to someone considering a future trip? Yeah, I would say do your research. Mm. So I am an Enneagram one. So I feel like this comes a little bit more naturally to me, but truly in all the travel that I've done, that has really saved me so much in the long run, just by doing my research of preparing so I know how much money I'm going to spend. So there's very little surprises with costs or even wasting time and money trying to figure things out in the moment, like when you're in a country and then you're like, okay, so I'm here, but how do I get to my hotel or my Airbnb or a restaurant? So kind of anticipating where you're going, what you need, setting a budget for that. And also like when I travel, I do as much as possible in the three or five or eight days that I'm there. I know some people Mm -hmm. like to stay in one place and just like relax and experience it. But I'm like, okay, I'm buying a $700 plane ticket to this country. I'm going to be there for five days. I'm going to like hit up everything that I can. And I'm going to be out every moment of the daylight. So I, I do, I do a lot of research to plan out, you know, where I'm going, what do I want to see? How much is it going to cost? How long is it going to take me to get from point A to point B? Mm -hmm. So I'm not wasting precious time or money, like paying way more money because I bought the train ticket once I got there instead of booking it three weeks in advance. So yes, my number one piece of advice is research. And like you said, you don't have to go to another country to get these different cultural or aesthetically pleasing experiences. Mm -hmm. I live in Texas and it's a huge state. You can drive for eight hours and still be in Texas. And I have met people who have not even ever left Texas. And I'm like, wow, what? Wow. <laughs> so if you're like that, if you live in a state, maybe it's even California, where like mm-hmm. the state is so big, and you just haven't had the opportunity to get out. Like I mentioned earlier, make a bucket list, do some research, highlight some of your favorite photos you see on Pinterest or Instagram or from a friend's vacation, and like start planning and prepping and saving toward that. Hmm. whether it starts with a plane ticket or renting a car. And if you can find a buddy to go with, great. Mm -hmm. But don't let that hold you back from doing what you want to do. Like we only have one life and Mm -hmm. live it to the full. If you have the time or the money, or even if you're lacking in one of those areas, do what you can to prioritize having more time or having more money. Even if it takes you like two years to get to that point, Mm -hmm. start now so that you can experience life to the full. Yes, 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 yes. Again, I feel like you're reading the pages of my diary. I wanted to travel. And so I got I took two years to get out of debt. And then I saved for a year. And then I finally went and did it. And I wouldn't change any of that. Like, I'm so glad that that was the journey that I went on. And also could not echo any more the doing your research portion of it. Because honestly, I think once you start doing the research, one, you kind of become like obsessed with it. It becomes kind of addictive to just learn, right? To learn like as much as possible and to have like a list. I don't know if you're a list person, but like I create lists of like the things I want to do, the places I want to eat, the sites I want to see. And I like keep it all organized. And like I have all these templates for when I go to plan a trip because I just want to keep everything in one spot as I've done all that research. I couldn't agree more. Once you start though, that process of researching, you realize like, oh, this isn't that hard. So many people have gone to these places. Like all I have to do is read up on it. And you're like basically prepared to go. Oh my gosh, you are (laughs) so right. I cannot tell you, never underestimate the power of Google and blogs. Like they Mm -hmm. are your best friend. And yeah, if you want to go to, I don't know, Scotland, you just Google like top places to see in Scotland or best time Mm -hmm. of year to go to Scotland. And there is a blog, there is a website available to Mm -hmm. you. It's I mean, the internet these days, it's just so easy. So Mm -hmm. if there's any place you want to go, just Google and read people's blogs. I am going to highlight one girl's blog in particular that I have referenced a lot. Her -hmm. name or the the website is called A Blonde Abroad. Mm -hmm. A Blonde Abroad. And she's been to like every country in the world. Everywhere. But yeah, (laughs) but she has done it all solo. 
And so when I was going to Italy, when I was going to Peru, like I was reading her blogs in prep for like travel and buying tickets to stuff and, you know, just traveling safely as a woman, it was really encouraging. So yeah, just read blogs, look at Google, Mm -hmm. Pinterest, everything you need to know is out there somewhere. It's on the internet. It's all there. You can find everything you'd need to know. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, this has been so fun. I could talk about travel for hours and hours and hours. So I'm glad that we had even 40 minutes to just chat all the things travel. But before we wrap up, I have a few more questions I want to ask you. Kind of ask all these outro questions to all the guests on the show. It's really fun to get to hear all the variations of answers. So first question I have for you is, Knowing what you know now at 31, what would you tell yourself at age 20? Ooh, (laughs) I would say (laughs) don't sweat the small stuff. I mean, really, being in college and being in your early 20s is hard because you're trying to figure out like your life and you have no idea what that's going to look like. Like you might be studying a particular subject in college, anticipating having that career for the next several decades, but ultimately, like, your life is really out of your hands to some degree. And so just don't worry about all the little details. Like they will get taken care of. Your rent will be paid. You will eat. You will move. (laughs) And when you're in the moment, it's hard because you're like stressed about all these things. But really, don't sweat the small stuff. You'll pass the test. Okay, you will graduate. I mean, you got to put your work in, but it will get done. Just relax and enjoy life. Yes. I know it's always like that our, our issues or our problems seem so insurmountable at the time. And then when you look back, you're like, why did I react that way? Like, what? Yeah, was, yeah always. Was, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty always. But but yeah, I, I try to, I am a worrier by nature. And so I often, now as I've gotten older and wiser, but it's a lot of uh, checking myself essentially and saying like, hey, this really isn't that big of a deal. Like, a year from now, are you even going to remember this? Like, you're so right. Don't sweat the small stuff. And like, I'm sure you would agree, like, trust that God is going to provide and guide you through it and that you're going to learn something from it. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, I'd, I'd love to know who or what has been inspiring you lately. Oh my gosh, girl. I am all about this <laughs> show on Netflix called Get Organized by the Home Edit. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of it, but I'm a very organized and clean person. So you probably remember a year ago, everyone was into this show called, it was the Marie Kondo show Yeah, on Netflix. I forget the name of it. <laughs> tidying um, up, tidying up with oh, Marie Kondo. Oh my gosh, yes. So then everyone was like purging their drawers and like folding their shirts in such a way. So I watched that show, but now there's this new one called Get Organized. It's on Netflix and it's by these two women who have built their entire brand just through social media. And now they organize Mm -hmm. celebrities' closets, their garages, even like normal people. But like I said, I'm already a very organized person. But after watching that show, I'm I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to buy bins and I need to label the bins and I now <laughs> need to put my cereal in containers. I can't just keep them in the box. And so it's really inspiring because I'm like, oh, there's more organizing I could do. I didn't even know more could be done in my closet, but now I need bins and they need to be <laughs> like, color coded. It's crazy, but <laughs> I love that show. And the mm-hmm. first episode, so if you guys have not watched it yet, the first episode is um, these two ladies and they are organizing Reese Witherspoon's closet oh, yeah. of all of her like costumes from previous movies she's been in. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. So at the very least, watch that first episode and I hope that you get inspired too. <laughs> I, I actually think the home edit, I think they're here in Nashville is where they're mostly, like where they started and where they're based. Yes. Really yeah, I think you're right about that. That's so fun. Yeah, um, so okay, cool. well, this podcast is called Wild Hearts with Janine. So. In your opinion, what makes someone a wild heart? Saying yes. (laughs) Don't shut down ideas or goals because they're scary or they might be too big. Go against cultural norms. Take off Mm. a month or three months or a year if you can and just do it. If you want to do something, do it. Say yes. If someone asks you to do something that might make you feel uncomfortable, you have no idea how you can grow and what you could enjoy if you just put yourself out there and say yes. Yes. And uh, before we started recording, you uh, we were talking about 
just kind of our hearts behind travel. I wanted to get to know you a little bit more. And you said something that like just literally felt like a broken record because I feel like I say it all the time. And that is like, you can couple it with just say yes. And that's, you're going to prioritize what's important to you, right? So if travel is something that you want to do, like don't make excuses, make it a priority, which means you might have to sacrifice in some other areas or get really strategic with how many vacation days you have at work, all that sort of stuff. But like prioritize those things that are important to you. Don't make excuses and say yes. Yes. And amen. Totally agree. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Allie, this has been so much fun. It's obviously been fun getting to know you and hear more of your heart and your your experiences and the stories that you have from all the things that you've gotten to do, which is so incredible. I'm sure that so many people listening now are going to want to follow along and see all the things that you're up to. So where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Braun underscore. As well as on Facebook, it's my full first name, which is Allison, last name Braun. And even in the midst of this year and not getting to travel internationally, I've surprisingly still done a lot of travel just nationally. I've flown back and forth from Virginia. I've been, I said just a few weeks ago, I was up in New England. Mm -hmm. This whole month, I've basically been out of town and I'm always posting stuff of my travels. And it's really fun to see my friends just give feedback and encouragement and also inspiration. And they're like, Oh, I want to do that now too. I didn't even know that was a thing. So yeah, if you follow me, you will definitely see a lot of my travels. And I hope to also inspire you and share just more information, tips, encouragement. Mm. I'm a big budgeter. I know you work for Dave Ramsey. I took FPU. So I'm, I'm really big into budget travel and just sharing tips in that way. Yes. So (laughs) (laughs) follow me on Instagram. I share a lot of that on my story. And lastly, I did keep a blog when I was on the world race. Again, this was back in 2013 and 14, but I blogged a lot just about my faith experiences, personal experiences, but then a lot of like travel tips. So Mm -hmm. if you want to learn more about traveling, faith, and just life, feel free to look at my blog, go back in the archives and read whatever you feel like hits home to you. But that blog site is alisonbraun.theworldrace.com. And I hope that inspires you and encourages you. That is awesome. Allison, this has been so wonderful. Thank you for wanting to be on the podcast. And yeah, everyone go follow along. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Wild Hearts with Janine. I hope that this conversation has encouraged you to step out confidently and say yes to the things that God has for you. Hey, while I've got your attention, I would absolutely love it if you went to Apple Podcasts and rated, reviewed, and subscribed to Wild Hearts with Janine. It would mean so much to me. All right. I will see you guys back here when the next new episode drops, when I'll be sitting down with another great guest to talk about another wild-hearted topic. But until then, you guys, keep dreaming, seeking, and stepping out in faith.